Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. We sat down with Kirk Bresnicker after his presentation at Rebooting Computing Week back in 2017 to discuss his views on future technologies and how he is helping to define the future of computing in his role as Chief Architect and HP Fellow at Hewlett-Packard Labs an overseer of advanced development programs at Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. Kirk dives into the importance of not just creating new computing technologies, but also in finding ways to make them sustainable, equitable, and globally available. He also shares how he believes data should be at the center of our thinking when it comes to the future of technology. As far as what he sees as the next era of computing, keep listening to find out. We need to understand how we will make the kinds of technology advances uh, that we envision. Intelligent power distribution, autonomous vehicle fleets, uh, great insights from zettabytes of data collected around the world. And we need to know how we will do that equitably and sustainably so that we can afford to give those kinds of advantages and capabilities uh, to everyone, that we can afford to drive that kind of machine learning capability um, to everyone who can take advantage of it. You know, we have today this sort of view and a, a, a glimpse of what that, that fantastic opportunity could be, but if we project power consumption, resource utilization, the kind of centralization that is implied by the solutions we have today, it just does not seem like we can get to there from here with conventional technologies. And so we need to understand how can we take everything we're doing today, make it more efficient, but then draw new inspiration, new inspiration from biology, from other sciences, understand how we can find new techniques uh, for computation that are sustainable, that are um, ones that we can deliverably, equitably, uh, globally, and find that kind of efficiency uh, that we just can't seem to get from conventional technologies. I think for me it's, it's thinking about what kind, of, what kind of characteristics are that world of the day after tomorrow. And for me it is one in which Almost every human activity, uh, manufacturing, intellectual pursuits, um, all of those things that we do, uh, interactions between ourselves and our machines, they all are generating data that we can afford to analyze. And for me, that means understanding that the vast majority of this data will, will never be in a data center. It will be living in breathing inside of intelligent machines, inside of autonomous vehicle fleets, inside of smart factories and smart power systems, smart transportation systems, and understanding how we can drive that capability of computation closer and closer to the edge, closer and closer to those smart machines, smart cities, power systems, uh, is where we need to get to. So for me, it's that idea that this computation will be distributed rather than centralized, that it will be machine learning algorithms that are trained rather than programmed, uh, that it will be certainly all of the conventional technologies we've used today for decades, the billions of lines of code we've written, but they will be augmented by 
um, new technologies, new techniques, they are out at that intelligent edge. For me, it was uh, presenting some of the work we've done to date, and uh, I'm in an interesting position at the labs. I've been at our research lab for about three years now, but I didn't come over to be a researcher. I had spent the last, the prior over 20 years in product development, you know, close to the customer, evolutionary development, and I would come and I would talk to our research teams um, about their far-looking research, and the challenge was always bridging that gap. And really what I talked about today was my role uh, as uh, directing our advanced development programs that really allowed me to stitch together the research community and our engineering and our services and our supply chain capabilities um, to demonstrate working solutions. Not perfect by any means, very rough edges, but being able to co-develop next-generation hardware, next-generation software, and use them to uncover those next-generation opportunities that we can then use to inform uh, our research uh, as well as our development and then find those collaborators, everything being done in the open, open hardware, open software, so that we can, we can find these opportunities. Now, for me, uh, the interesting elements about those new opportunities is that they are not just at the edge, or they're not just at the core at some exascale high-performance computing. They're understanding how we connect that core out to the edge as, as a continuum. Uh, so new technologies, new techniques, new memory technologies, and really understanding that, that that data is at the center, that should be at the center of our thinking. Data is the, the heart of modern economic value. So understanding how you store it, how you transform it in ways that are very different than we do today when computation is, has been uh, and the process has been more important than, than some of the data. Seeing that flipped over and then embracing that inversion and, and running with it, that's what we were talking about today. For me, it is those uh, the neural-inspired um, processes. Not that not it just has to be exactly like today's um, neural nets, although they have been fantastically uh, productive um, in so many so many problems that seem to be uh, making not as much progress as we had desired for so long. And now it seems like we have weekly breakthroughs with machine learning algorithms and the like. So understanding how we will continue to improve those, but then draw further understanding uh, and uh, further um, inspiration from uh, biology, from our own uh, neural systems. Also understanding how we compute not not as analog, um, although that is an interesting thing, coming back to those, but by analogy, that whether they are any number of physical systems that have very interesting nonlinear properties, how do we capture those intrinsic uh, computational capabilities of nonlinear systems like we have in our own brains and turn those into... Um, into accelerators for very interesting classes of problems. There won't be one solution that will be the general purpose computational accelerator. And so it's understanding how we can assemble that ensemble of devices to handle complicated, real-world, core-to-edge problems that's going to be interesting. We'll also still put uh, quantum in that category. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how we can take the, uh, the accelerating successes there and then practically implement them. How do we connect real-world classical systems to those quantum systems in a way that is meaningful um, at a global scale?
Thank you for listening to our interview with Kirk Bresnicker. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org.